Hello and welcome to Audio Gyan, an Indian podcast for those interested in design, philosophy and arts. Audio Gyan documents thoughts, ideas and insights from known and unknown gems of India who have done some remarkable work in their field of interest. Visit audiogyan.com for more gyan sessions. Today I have Vikram Galot with us on Audio Gyan. He is a teacher, thinker and a philosopher and a very good friend. He started his career in Web Chutney where he was heading the search engine marketing vertical uh, and is a number geek but then soon he realized that his passion is teaching so now he teaches at MBA Guru and imparts gyan to all the people who are aspiring MBA students IITs and IIMs of the world uh thank you Vikram for giving us your time and welcome to Audio Gyan thanks Kedar it's a great experience to be here with you on Audio Gyan have already been listening to the podcast so to be doing this together with you uh, is awesome today yeah thanks yeah yeah uh, in fact uh, this podcast is like typically audio gan has the format of question answers but i think uh, with you it will be more of a collaboration where uh, we will be discussing more top like more about education system and what goes into it and different aspects of education and learning with you since you are in this field and also uh, we have been discussing offline a uh, lot of things about uh, education how the system needs to change or evolve or of course as soon as you said that uh, you know we are thinking about doing one on education yeah i was like man uh, <laughs> we have to do this together sure sure so i would also uh, at the same time like to mention so kedar and my friendship goes back to web chutney yeah which is where uh, kedar was into design and i was on the business side mm-hmm. so kedar himself uh i think lays claim to some kind of expertise in design yeah. and has been training people as has been an educator himself <laughs> so actually there are two teachers in this room right now yeah uh but yeah like it's more like mo- more formally mm-hmm. you are a teacher <laughs> and of, more than that i think uh, uh you are you are like your readings and your overall understanding about uh, a lot of things is much more evolved and i would like to uh, discuss few topics which we'll go on uh, right now so yeah the first uh, thing which we can talk about is obviously guru shishya parampara uh, like i believe it's fundamentally a very classic way to learn things uh, so i would like to know your thoughts on how did it digress uh, is it getting revived should it get revived Hmm, uh, hmm. how can we borrow probably before we go uh, into your question uh, maybe we should define the whole guru shishya parampara sure uh, concept for our listeners uh, s- some might not come from india yeah yeah sure but even those who do not come from india would be uh, would already be very well aware of yoga yeah. ayurveda and uh, these uh, very indian uh, traditional arts or hmm. knowledge systems hmm. people are aware of the of course the word guru everyone is aware of yeah. so i think guru shishya parampara typically comes with the definition of you know uh, this master having disciples who are working with him in complete submission this guy is a genius mm. and there is this relationship which is you know the guru is supposed to be greater than god and all that which mm. is there so yes guru shishya parampara to begin with if we go a little deeper into this has it at all digressed that is one question maybe it is still alive mm-hmm. you know that is another way to think of it yeah 
camouflaged of, in some way or the other of course so ultimately i will come to the view that the guru shishya parampara was alive it is alive today and it will continue to be alive because it is the only way knowledge can be transferred okay ultimately knowledge transfer is going to happen in that manner mm-hmm. maybe certification can happen in another manner mm-hmm. you know like your 10th class certificate <laughs> yeah or whatever mm. but the whenever you talk about knowledge transfer i think guru shishya parampara parampara is a word which stands for tradition mm-hmm. shishya is student right mm. and guru is the teacher mm. so yes probably india and other places in the east will also for that matter if you look at ancient times even in the west mm. as a matter of fact you know we were talking about this a few days ago and we were talking about how old do you think is the formal education system in this world right mm-hmm, mm-hmm. the schools colleges mm. and universities that we have today yeah. which come to mind when you talk about education mm. how old do you think this system is is it 10000 years old is it 5000 years old no i <laughs> think uh, the formal education system would be around 100 to 200 years old exactly right the whole public schooling system mm. so noam chomsky uh, is a guy who uh, makes some remarks which are so accurate that instead of paraphrasing him it would be better if we read him aloud right now mm-hmm. but anyway you know uh, not going there right now but the fact of the matter is that this whole system is a 100 or 200 not even 200 years old right mm-hmm. now are you saying that expertise has existed in this world only for the last 100 years no no yeah. expertise has existed in this world for the last all right we have to go back to the beginning of time mm-hmm. right but expertise has always existed however the formal education system has existed only for the last 100 years or so mm. now there is this other myth which is that of the gurukul which is that everyone in ancient india was going to a gurukul mm. that is another myth okay no not everyone was going to a gurukul for 20 years and studying all sorts of vidyas under an elite guru hmm. no that was not ancient india although i must say that my own grip on the history of ancient india is not that great mm-hmm. but this much i know mm-hmm. yeah yeah okay so uh, these were this was the king's son hmm. india's king's son hmm. the richest man in the world hmm. his son hmm. he was going to this gurukul where he was learning you know strategy warfare grammar hmm. whatever hmm. this whole gamut of subjects hmm. and uh, yeah but the rest of them how were they learning i think ultimately it might be a controversial point here hmm. but the caste system in india very closely mirrors the guild system of england so okay. in my view what has i mean i haven't even asked you if you agree hmm. but if we conclude that there is something wrong with the education system as of today yeah what this education system is let's go into that later hmm. yeah sure but what is wrong with this education system there are many theories that are offered mm-hmm. uh today we can systematically destroy mm. each and every one of the popular mm. theories mm-hmm. is one thing that i would like to say mm. purely based on these few years of teaching experience i might be wrong mm-hmm. but in my view where the whole thing has gone wrong is with the word student okay as soon as the word student comes into the picture mm. this is bound to go wrong you can pay a certain amount of money buy a seat somewhere be selected somewhere buy the right to sit in a class 
and by the right to tell a teacher to teach you and to equip equip you in a certain manner mm-hmm. which you want tailor made mm-hmm. so listen the teacher is supposed to be the expert in this picture you can't be telling him what he should be doing with you correct of course the broader framework is clear that mm-hmm. you're studying mechanical engineering and not uh, Hmm. design hmm hmm but then the teacher is the expert here right but this whole commercial model of education certainly tells you that you're a student hmm. buy a seat pay for it sit there and knowledge transfer will happen hmm this is where the concept is flawed kedar hmm. i don't know if you sort of agree hmm. and then maybe we could go deeper into it yeah yeah sure i think uh, uh, it's it is not completely wrong but i think we have been trying to find a middle ground as to how this can happen but yeah there are definitely the flaws no my on- problem with this is that knowledge transfer cannot sit cannot happen if you sit in a place and expect a person to transfer it somehow to you by sitting in that place mm-hmm. with the aid of some books written by other persons this is how knowledge transfer never happened in the history of human beings this yeah. is a phenomena that is just 100 years old right yeah. of course in the last 100 years everything in this world has changed mm-hmm. but uh, well knowledge transfer was happening way before that it is still happening today but you have to replace the word student with another word and what could be that word do you want to take a guess or do you want me to uh, like cut to it straight away uh yeah i i think like from guru shishya i think it could be shishya for that matter no let's not even get into the sanskrit of it because the whole episode will turn into something about sanskrit mm-hmm. which is an episode we should do maybe another time yeah sure <laughs> <laughs> because it is a fascinating maybe we can make some references today yeah, let's yeah, see yeah yeah because the sanskrit as a language will be fundamental to oriental ideology in mm. many ways mm. but anyway uh shishya nahi i am i am i was looking for uh, an english word hmm. and the word is apprentice okay okay yeah can you further elaborate on that so actually so i'm sorry kedar uh, and i apologize to all listeners also because i'm jumping to a conclusion before proving it mm-hmm. but uh, give me some time to prove it sure but my hypothesis is that uh, the word student is an incorrect word mm-hmm. you shouldn't be able to buy your way into a classroom give some money Mm-hmm. and then a bunch of professors will come and download knowledge mm-hmm. and then you'll be equipped to take on i don't know do some knowledge work mm-hmm. or something like that <laughs> no mm-hmm. you will have to be an apprentice okay so listen uh, first of all i have a confession to make mm. uh, you have called me a teacher already and some other uh, very uh, uh, amazing uh, adjectives as well mm-hmm. but a teacher also but let me confess that in the world of teachers i'm a little bit of a how should we put it somebody who exists in the shadows mm-hmm. of teaching mm-hmm. i am not exactly in the most reputable section of the teaching profession mm-hmm. because i work at a coaching institute mm-hmm. so some days ago a student also told me mm-hmm. that uh, coaching mein aap paisa kamate ho aur professor banke aap izzat kamate ho <laughs> so which literally translates to uh, i mean uh, there's there's no fame or recognition that comes with coaching uh, you only make a lot of money mm-hmm. which i don't mm. uh, or maybe i do but let's come to that later <laughs> uh, no i don't and uh, yeah 
he said professors uh, are the ones who earn fame and stuff like that because my successful students are ones who are supposed to go to interviews and say they have got no coaching for interviews mm-hmm. so that makes it a very interesting scene for me overall mm-hmm. you know how knowledge gets transferred what works it's a chess game that i play mm-hmm. against interviewers every year mm-hmm. the whole script is there mm-hmm. and the whole game is going to happen within that and the same thing happens in chess mm-hmm. so given that process it has been very interesting to see uh, these are selections that are happening for b schools or for entry level jobs mm. so what are they asking in interviews where do the gaps in the education system lie mm. i have had some kind of a window into this question mm-hmm. but you know if we are looking for conclusions right now at the beginning mm. then one conclusion is that apprenticeship is what these people are missing so mm. one day i was in my class and my class has people from engineering backgrounds commerce economics english philosophy hmm. you name it hmm. life sciences any subject hmm. and i have got that subject in my classroom hmm. and there were these mechanical engineers so i asked them uh, are there any mechanical engineers in here hmm. bunch of people raised their hands hmm. and then i asked them i was like uh, there is this guy outside who has a little shop who rep- repairs uh, cars and he is this uneducated fellow who learnt in garages hmm. can you repair uh, those cars or can you i mean look at those problems the mm. same way mm. a lot of people say this is something that is wrong with the indian education system that students are not good at practical stuff mm. right kedar mm. yeah yeah absolutely we've all heard of it yeah, and this... we've said it mm. Mm. you have said it yeah yeah <laughs> i've been mean, i i concur to what you're saying that overall education practical, system there's a problem theory. yeah it has more theory and less practical more theory right yeah so uh, i asked them can you repair or can you even try and repair some of this they said no way mm-hmm. we can't even touch any of this stuff mm-hmm. and these guys are supposed to be from some of the best colleges in the country mm-hmm. in the city whatever yeah mm-hmm. so yeah ask them what is missing mm-hmm. and uh, nobody had an answer mm-hmm. so we talked to this guy and we said how did you learn mm-hmm. and he told me that he never of course he's uh, not uh, he is not cleared 10th standard mm-hmm. which is high school in india mm-hmm. right mm-hmm. and uh, this guy's uncle's friend had a garage where he had to first come and serve as the chai wala the tea boy correct and take tea around for everyone he was never taught formally hmm. he was even if he was caught looking he was sent away and uh, asked don't you have any tea to serve or something hmm. like that happened hmm. but he's gradually picked up stuff sometimes hmm. he was then given things to do hmm. which he had to do really well a b c d hmm. once he showed some good understanding of stuff he was given questions hmm. once he responded to those questions or failed to he was admonished hmm. He was in the back room he was a boy mm. for a long time mm. but today he's a guy who puts cars together some magic happened yeah 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 and that is how i have seen knowledge transfer happen even in formal situations if it happens accidentally mm-hmm. because formal systems knowledge transfer only happens accidentally mm-hmm. otherwise nobel prize winners are still working in guru shishya parampara to answer your question mm-hmm. do you think nobel prize winners are like taking uh batches of uh, 60 students and uh, then their result i don't know will be published in a newspaper yeah. no they have got funding for 10 years and they have got a bunch of three students mm. so in the guru shishya parampara one thing was very clear mm. uh that a teacher is never going to have 5000 students mm. i'm sorry uh this is again going to be controversial but you knew it that if you were going to do this mm. but baba ramdev mm. is teaching yoga to five crore people 
टेन करोर पीपल इज सपोज टू बी स्टूपिड दैट इज ऑल राइट आई एम सॉरी इफ देर आर एनी बाबा रामदेव एडमायर यू नो टू दिस पॉडकास्ट दे कैन दे फ्री टू सेंड अ मेल प्रोबली जस्ट सेंड सेंड अस अ मेल एंड आई एल अपोलोजाइज ओके सो but you know you are not supposed to have uh, 500000 followers mm-hmm. that does not make a great teacher that makes a bad teacher mm-hmm. the whole idea is that if there is something called knowledge it is something that grows like a plant mm-hmm. it is not like a block of uh, huh so, like a cube that you p- take from one place and put in another slot mm-hmm. it is a plant that will have to be nurtured then then it will grow mm-hmm. so the better the guru the more difficult it was to find a teacher yeah that used to be guru shishya parampara right yeah in fact i really connect with this thought because uh, i was trying to learn flute uh, and my classical like the teacher uh, in bangalore he uh, he teaches in a guru shishya parampara huh. style Music. so not yeah, yeah yeah so not more than uh, 20 students in a year uh, in fact uh, like most of them drop out and like last okay. five or six remain who continue for next 5 to 8 years uh-huh. and uh, sir in fact told me was that uh you don't even bother telling anybody that you are learning flute for the first 5 years because okay. it will be mainly <laughs> blowing and just trying to trying your fingers getting around the the holes within the flute so it so i i completely so you did a little bit of zen and uh, that karate kid wax on wax off yeah. for some time you did did the hard yards correct correct and yes. then learned what it is about yeah absolutely i'm sorry i have to confess i can't confess to mastery of any art Mm-hmm. to that extent you know you have been committed to design for a long time mm-hmm. but if i had to name any one field it would be a problem mm-hmm. like you have got design mm-hmm. but then you have i think done your hard yards in design also mm-hmm. which is a craft yeah. so that is what i meant even today in this age of science and technology at least uh, crafts mm-hmm. are one area where guru shishya parampara is the only way knowledge transfer still happens in america also mm-hmm. and in india also mm-hmm. uh so you know that with design it is the same with playing the flute it is the same actually the error of our times is that we have gone wrong with science mm-hmm. we have gone wrong with technology we have gone wrong with law or uh, we have gone wrong with uh, a bunch of other subjects actually mm-hmm. because uh, this whole uh, because they became production oriented mm-hmm. yeah you need 10000 engineers a year so all of a sudden you are churning out widgets in a factory instead of nurturing a plant mm-hmm. as soon as that narrative changes so mm-hmm. it has a lot to do with the industrial revolution mm-hmm. and that is what i believe that the downfall of the education system has to do with the downfall of the subject of history mm-hmm. that is one point i would like to emphasize in today's discussion mm-hmm. that history is a dead subject today mm-hmm. and uh, it is a big reason why this world is in trouble mm-hmm. because we don't value humanities mm-hmm. yeah there is clear research now mm-hmm. that you know whatever quote unquote successful people and their backgrounds reveal that mm-hmm. now all of them have one thing in common or most of them have one thing in common mm-hmm. and the biggest thing in common is a, a degree a major in liberal arts mm-hmm. so steve jobs is also big not because he was like a computer geek but because he was good at typography mm-hmm. i don't know steve jobs have you already discussed on the podcast sometimes uh not much not yet okay yeah. so you need a whole episode for steve jobs yeah <laughs> but you know typography is what he's famous for mm-hmm. so everyone it turns out is 
Steve Jobs brought art to the world of electronics. Mm-hmm. Think about it. How reverse this is. Yeah. Is yeah. this the horse before the cart or the cart before the horse? Mm-hmm. You know, mm-hmm. electronics may art. Mm-hmm. Weird. Come mm-hmm. on. Mm-hmm. And uh, well, yeah, that's what these subjects need. Mm-hmm. A humanities have taken a backseat, mm-hmm. but humanities never got corrupted. Hmm. the kind of knowledge that existed within humanities and arts hmm. could never be transferred without a master and a student hmm. it cannot happen by buying a seat yeah. and then passing exam and doing this job for the rest of your life yeah. so first let us draw a line between two areas hmm. kedar hmm. i have two very important questions for you okay can i Go ask ahead. yeah all right uh, the first question is here is this guy who is uh, really talented naturally hmm. as a manager hmm. so really talented guy really really talented guy you know this guy and he has all this natural talent but he does not have an mba degree hmm. do you think he has a reasonable chance of succeeding as a manager uh with the current startup generation and what is happening at least in india as per my understanding and exposure i think he has got a good chance you are you know that there are enough examples of people without mbas who are running businesses really successfully yeah 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 as a matter of fact if i asked you to name five entrepreneurs off the top of your head hmm. without thinking Hmm. Which are the first five names you will give me, India or the world? I don't know five, maybe, but One. obviously Steve Jobs is Steve Jobs. Uh, Steve has... Jobs is like a dropout. One. Uh, Diru Ambani. Ambani. Was, yeah. Third name, any big name, let's say, which uh, is the biggest name in entrepreneurship. I know Richard Branson, maybe. Richard Branson. Yeah. Dyslexic guy. <laughs> yeah. No degree, nothing. Yeah. yeah All right. So yeah. you know the cliche. It is yeah. true. Yeah. That all of these guys who have made it, none of them had an MBA. Correct. Now, Kedar, will you trust such a brilliant, talented guy to run your business? Yeah, I mean. Yeah, of course yeah. we have It's to historically agree. proven. Yeah. You can't disagree with that. Yeah. Now, Kedar, second question. Let us say uh, there's this friend of mine hmm. who's naturally very talented as a surgeon. Hmm. Naturally, okay. he's very talented as a surgeon. Hmm. He does operations. Yeah. Or let's say it's his hobby. Hmm. But he's not an MBBS. Hmm. He is not an MD. Hmm. He has never gone to medical school, but naturally he is very talented at surgery. Hmm. Would you like to go to him for your surgery, if God forbid ever <laughs> no. <laughs> you need to? No, I don't no, you would so. not like to. Yeah. So there's this fundamental difference, as hmm. I said earlier. Hmm. Some subjects they have not been able to corrupt hmm. the okay. production-oriented people of hmm. education. Hmm. I'm sounded sounding like a leftist or a communist here, which yeah. I'm often accused of being. Yeah. let's talk about that offline yeah okay <laughs> sure. i'm not one mm. uh, but anyway mm. it's true that production oriented systems are not meant for things like education which are meant to do with nurturing a plant mm. and letting it grow into a tree mm-hmm. you have to worry about sunlight you have to worry about water correct you have to worry about nutrients. climatic conditions yeah you can't go about clipping leaves mm-hmm. eh, or painting leaves yeah yeah so correct. that can't happen in this and you can't have batches of trees being produced mm-hmm. but this batch philosophy was it there earlier mm. yes even state governments must have had requirements for armies and people must have been conscripted for armies hmm. not necessary they had planning talent yeah. or fighting talent or yeah. strategy talent yeah. so we are not saying the past was all rosy hmm. and the present is all bad hmm, hmm, hmm. real craft existed yesterday also hmm. and it exists today also hmm. real art existed yesterday also and real art exists today also yeah but one problem that has happened as i said earlier hmm. a humanities have art increasingly taking a back seat hmm 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 
I mean this in the context of the middle class, mm-hmm. which we are talking about. I think right now, and most people who will be listening to this, mm-hmm. yeah, probably will. Yeah, yeah. Also, so, identify. No, uh, sorry, I would like to cut you here and uh, slightly move on to the next question because I got this and I can see uh, the the direction which you are heading towards is and uh, it more it's more towards understanding why then certain subjects like mm-hmm. as you mentioned mm-hmm. the the production oriented subjects or mm-hmm. uh, certain mm-hmm. subjects are glorified while mm-hmm. certain are not like for mm-hmm. example humanities is taking a bad seat mm-hmm. uh, why why is this happening ah why why has humanities taken a back seat or for that matter any of these production oriented subjects have taken so for give you an example mm-hmm. like mm-hmm. uh like every parent would ha- want their uh child or daughter mm, to mm. like uh, son or daughter to be in uh, iim and mm, uh, mm. finally sell shampoo right right so right. so why is this uh, for this kedar uh, i'll have to take uh, your permission to take a little bit of a tangent or a detour and come back to the question sure please because we'll have i'm not even taking a tangent actually i'm directly answering the question hmm. but to answer this we'll have to take a very long term view of humanity to begin with hmm. then we can finally zoom in on our times and try to understand what is happening yeah but uh, let me ask you hmm. historically if you look at the entire span of human civilization hmm. i might be very wrong here but i think it is 2 lakh years or 200000 years or something like that yeah, for like, yeah man to sort of homo sapien to sort of evolve hmm, i yeah. might be off by a few lakh years or whatever yeah. <laughs> okay hmm. but uh, yeah so if you look at this journey of man what is is there any, do you think there is something special about today's time yes you'll have to agree aeroplanes are flying and all that is happening hmm. and nuclear bombs are exploding hmm. so science and technology this is the age hmm. right yeah. you'll have to agree that we are living in special times correct but even more than the exploding bombs and uh, the flying planes Hmm. uh today something like the internet hmm. is also a technology which is very remarkable Correct. it has brought us really close to telepathy and communication has also reached somewhere hmm. right and even within communication there are the art and science of it hmm. you have to look at the two sides of it Correct. and one side is crippled without the other hmm. so today probably with the production approach the problem that has happened is that the distance between these two hmm. there is there is a wall that has been created between the two okay. between the art and science sides of anything mm-hmm. so i am not i am saying that our interpretation of subjects might be wrong hmm. we are looking at it as arts versus science whereas everyone agrees i'm sure you agree being the designer that you are hmm. yeah that every art has a science in it hmm. and every science is an art <laughs> in it yeah absolutely mm. so the problem is the disconnect between the two mm. that is where this book i would love to recommend uh, zen and the art of motorcycle maintenance okay by robert m pirsig mm-hmm. which is of course a very popular philosophy mm. book mm-hmm. whatever people mm. he goes really deep into this divide between the classical and the oriental but what he's meaning is the art and the science aspects of anything mm-hmm. and these two communities are they able to talk to each other mm. they've classically had problems you know mm. and uh, there are many dimensions to it but if you look at noam chomsky's work mm. in our time okay kedar so let's say what do you think the story of humanity has been a story of uh, a lot of uh, a number of different points hmm. when where things have turned where everything has changed hmm. 
where everything is completely different from how it used to be earlier hmm. in human history let if we look at it from the point of view of human history hmm. since we are humans yeah uh, let's look at it from the point of human, human history only <laughs> yeah. so what do you think have been the biggest points where change has happened there must change has always happened but you will agree na that it is not constant correct sometimes things are the same for a long time then suddenly you know there's this window yeah where things change faster yeah so where what do you think are the critical places or events in time where change has happened uh on which humanity has turned civilizations have turned or whatever you know society yeah, i think uh, uh as far as as back as i can go obviously buddha uh with the enlightenment movement something's changed right uh, then right, maybe right, right. then buddhism, maybe, the spread of buddhism is one of the biggest events of history yeah, i agree with yeah. you yeah then obviously the the world war 2 was kind of uh, a significant it event it was a significant event but i'm asking you about change in history so yeah i mean things have changed since then because uh, mm-hmm. like mm-hmm. definitely not at a uh, and what is the big theme of the change since the 1950s till 2010 industrial revolution right L- i think for that we will have to go further back okay for industrial revolution your answer is right hmm. industrial revolution is one of the biggest points yeah. which happened let's say 300 years ago okay or more you want no slightly less i think less yeah maybe 250 let's yeah. say <laughs> whatever yeah whatever whatever hmm. 250 years for industrial revolution hmm. but last 50 years have been the age of the internet computer computers yeah and last 10 years have been the internet. age of the yeah internet, internet. so there's this really interesting film which i'm borrowing this from hmm everything i'm saying is borrowed none of this stuff is my original mm. uh, there's this film everyone should watch by richard link later called waking life where this character talks about it mm-hmm. and it's well known it's a very well known concept mm. that of telescoping ev- evolution mm. now before the industrial revolution how many years do you have to go kedar that is your test today let's oh. see <laughs> which is the event that happened before that now this is easy industrial revolution computers and t- internet yeah. before that what uh <laughs> I think we'll cut down this pause because I have to think for a moment. Nay, nay. Let me take it from here. Let yeah. me take it from here. Yeah. Uh, see, before the Industrial Revolution, is was really it, tricky. Was it related to Aristotle, Plato? Ah, uh, you can call it the age of the Enlightenment and birth of the Industrial Revolution, also sort of. But it's related to Industrial Revolution only. For hmm. this point, I can give you a hint, Kedar. Don't hmm. get disheartened. Hmm. Okay, <laughs> if I am asking you a question, I'm a teacher, you know, yeah. professionally. Yeah. <laughs> so you don't have to answer, but you don't have to feel like I'm your teacher in school, hmm. and you have to answer. Hmm. You can ask me for a hint. Hmm. Okay, yeah. Can Kedar? you give me a hint? Yeah. Your hint is that you have to go back ten thousand years for the next change. till then the human society was totally flat Damn. everything was the same sub america every house in america hmm. had a cow 150 years ago or 200 years ago hmm. you can quote me on this okay don't quote me on this hmm. no it's true hmm, hmm, hmm. so life was flat for 10000 years what do you think happened before 10000 years uh i don't know how like what the mohanjodaro and see harappa there are debates but yes you are right yeah. mohanjodaro harappa so they started settling down the point was agriculture mastering mm-hmm. the technology of agriculture mm-hmm. so mm-hmm. at every point of change whether it is fire mm-hmm. or wheel or the entire history of human civilization is actually the history of technology mm-hmm. and that's what they are not teaching in history they are teaching you akbar and babar in which date he is coming to haldi ghati mm-hmm. but why he is coming what trend 
is this part of is mm. what really good history teachers are supposed to do mm. and these are the people who definitely shape the future mm-hmm. and that is the job of education mm-hmm. to create aware people mm. but tell me one thing kedar were you ever what are the things that you were rewarded in your school for what uh, kind of behavior were students praised for in your school i think getting High good marks. marks yeah getting good after marks after getting good marks uh handwriting <laughs> handwriting okay any other things people are praised for in your school uh i think if in I, terms of behavior yeah behavior and more likely to be more proactive or slightly come up with leaders one liners or like uh, all right humorous people funny people leaders yeah and then there are your uh, there are other people also mm-hmm. obedient children yeah there is this category mm-hmm, mm-hmm. were you an obedient child kedar no, i want to really. ask not really i don't think so yeah. i was not one also <laughs> but i tried to act like one sometimes mm. if i needed things to go my way yeah uh, so obedient child is always encouraged were mm. you ever encouraged when you asked questions kedar uh in the school i i uh for me in particular it was slightly different but uh-huh. i i know the general trend yes, so yes. it has so you got been... some good teachers in your school yeah uh-huh. fortunately maybe uh-huh. yeah. no i'm not saying my teachers were bad kedar maybe Honestly, i was not asking really radical questions also okay i mean uh, i can okay. see I, i i remember few children asking really radical questions and they and were when, like, and then what's the reaction of the teacher yeah either you are thrown out of the class or yeah, yeah. Uh, you're not encouraged at all i mean you're shouted at or yeah. you're told to shut up yeah, and yeah. stick to the syllabus hmm. so one thing is very clear noam chomsky says this very clear hmm. that this is not happening accidentally hmm. this is not happening by chance hmm. that students are being rewarded or punished in the manner that they are Hmm. this is purely an outcrop of the industrial society this does not happen even in the villages that still live like we used to 10000 years ago hmm. Hmm. i hope our listeners are aware that we have to step outside delhi just 50 kilometers from where we are recording hmm. i think less than that hmm. to go to a village which might still be living hmm. a very much agricultural li- lifestyle yeah. maybe without electricity also <laughs> it is possible yeah Yeah. No it 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 must be the case. Mm. Yeah. <laughs> But anyway, mm. you know, so the point is that this is very much an industrial phenomena your organized formal education system. Mm. And uh, I'm sorry to say this but my leftist will come out right now hmm. so should i go all political on this yes please <laughs> yeah okay so it's very funny hmm. uh that people talk about left versus right now uh, all the listeners should be aware that kedar i think is not with leftists no yeah and maybe does not like them i am a centralist right now yeah so he's not he's a, he's a very cheerful person and he's very friendly with everyone hmm. So imagining him disliking someone is tough. Mm-hmm. So that's why I'm asking him. He has this broad smile on his face. Yeah. No, I am. Uh, I am inclined towards. I I keep swinging between the center. Uh, that's the what I understand. Yeah. Yeah, that's what I understand. Mm. So I have a leftist view on education. Mm. I must admit, mm. although I'm not leftist, mm. but my view on education is leftist, mm-hmm. and that is that education is a too important a subject to be screwed around with. Mm-hmm. Okay, and a no matter how capitalistic you are hmm. if you let your education system run to so called capitalism hmm. uh your destruction is i mean these are big words let's hmm. not use them hmm. anyway hmm. but as a leftist what i want to ask you is in india hmm. everyone talks about politics right yeah. and not just in india 
even abroad they're talking about modi right hmm. and modi is a big guy not just in india but on the world stage maybe correct maybe do you agree yeah yeah okay hmm. okay so modi at least the indian community or, or there, there are people looking at modi hmm. right and uh, what was i talking about uh, <laughs> about the political view of the, a leftist the, on yeah the leftist the view system. so modi is famous now you tell me why is modi so famous before becoming becoming the prime minister of india what is modi's <laughs> achievement uh, uh it is the gujarat, gujarat model gujarat yeah it is the gujarat model of development so yeah. i asked my students to compare hmm. uh to first of all find out what is the gujarat model of development hmm. so kedar this is where we come to our second very important moment today hmm. we said humanities there is a hidden problem hmm. actually all the successful people are humanities okay let me not make such sweeping generalizations hmm. but lot of successful people are turning out to have very strong humanities orientation hmm. okay hmm. that thing is people are realizing very quickly in the age of science and technology hmm. that is one dichotomy or duality hmm. that is there already correct but on the other hand uh when i asked my student students that one problem with them is i told them is their failure with respect to history hmm. they have spent their lives trying to remember 1524 as when somebody came to haldi ghati hmm. they don't know why this person has come to haldi ghati what happened hmm. what pattern was this part of hmm. whatever hmm. they nobody has ever talked to them history is a subject that has to study change hmm. history is the study of how things have changed how yeah. things have changed yeah why they have changed if hmm. for 10000 years nothing changed history is not really very excited yeah. you know yeah. it is just noting that nothing is changing hmm. now uh with respect to education ha huh? so i asked my students i told them that the problem with everything is that they are debating things but they are not going deep into things and that is called philosophy so mm. that is the second most important part of our discussion today Brilliant. that philosophy is missing mm-hmm. from our education system mm. as a matter of fact people have a ridiculous image of philosophy mm. and philosophers are stand accused of not being able to Uh, communicate with other sections of the society and tell them what they are working on mm. because nobody understands i studied mathematics in my graduation mm. but uh, i have told you this myself so you can't ask me maths questions i'm not good at it mm. because uh, i studied uh, okay let's talk about that later mm. <laughs> uh, so uh, but through mathematics i learned that philosophy has a lot in common with mathematics mm. actually hmm. and philosophy is the first subject of inquiry hmm. the common thread of reasoning that runs through every subject correct which correct. You, where you have to examine it critically yeah and critically examining something is a talent that we are losing maybe because of the with the guru shishya parampara or because of it hmm. but we are losing it mm-hmm. okay and people are totally so i asked them first of all first you find out what is this gujarat model hmm okay so it was a very weird discussion because uh, it was politically charged people were in support of modi already or against him hmm. we don't have philosophers hmm. coming out of our schools and colleges mm-hmm. sorry but that's a, that has been the overall problem in india also right people are when they slightly deep dive into the subject they they tend to no i'll prove it right now so hmm. here is the political angle let's just finish that off and then we'll come back to the academic angle hmm. now gujarat is basically lagging on probably every parameter okay 
there is practically nothing that Gujarat has to show for. Ah, mm-hmm. uh, there are numbers that can be talked about. Mm. There are things that Gujarat stands on its own merits. It has its own strengths, mm. and it has been a strong state for a long time. Mm. But the Modi model of governance in Gujarat, it is crazy. Mm-hmm. So I never taught my students in class that Gujarat model is wrong. Hmm. I asked them to come in the WhatsApp group and have a discussion. Hmm. But I made sure that they have to go philosophically. Hmm. So I taught them little bit of philosophical inquiry in a three-hour philo- uh, theory session. First of all, hmm. that's one of my first classes. Hmm. So I taught them. I, I I don't know philosophy, but I taught them what I know hmm. of inquiry hmm. and how that is missing from every subject right yeah. now. When you come with the production approach, hmm. so now you Kedar, I am going to have fun with you today, okay? Hmm. Just like I have with my students. So please don't mind. Yeah, yeah, sure. Uh, uh, <laughs> so you are going to be subjected to a tough exam today. Hmm. You got a teacher in your studio. You are going to get it. Yeah, I am looking forward. <laughs> okay. So your next question is: Which state in India has the best model of development? Oh God! According to you, I'm not saying you give me an official answer. Hmm. I mean, can you give me a hint? Okay, I can give you a hint. This state has been famous since 1960s. A lot of people say that it has got its prosperity because of people who have gone outside India and worked. But it is also some people say it is also true that because they had such high levels of education, their people went abroad. And uh, even in the 1960s, I think Kedar got the answer, and a lot of listeners also got the answer. Yeah, Kerala or Tamil Nadu. Yeah, it's Nadu. Kerala. Yeah. So Kerala, what is going on? Hmm. Since 1960, America is wondering hmm. how come Kerala has a higher life expectancy or a comparable life expectancy than many OECD countries, hmm. while its per capita income is 11th in India. Hmm. The problem with Kerala is that it is great on many indexes. and i am not justifying leftists or mm. communists or mm. how they work in kerala mm. but in other places west bengal which is doing well in education mm. what kind of government have they got yeah leftist mm. which has destroyed bengal also mm. but in terms of education i am again emphasizing that the leftist view is that society educate owns education and there needs to be transparency and is there any other state in india by the way that you think is doing well in education these days uh there is one state that is whose minister got the best education minister of india award no sorry don't know so i'm sorry i'm owning this on national no on audio gyan yeah. yeah so i can't be so su- oh, no nothing uh so i voted for up and i'm happy with them in some aspects and i'm not happy with them in some aspects hmm. but I'm, what i'm happy with them is that their minister got the best education minister award okay all right and uh, these guys have done some great work yaar so once again it is kerala west bengal delhi all so called leftists which has become a word that people think is a gali today in hmm. india hmm. huh that is propaganda pure clearly i don't agree with leftists but education society has to own regulate and make transparent Mm-hmm. not the indira gandhi model where everything is opaque mm-hmm. and the government is running it mm-hmm. you need complete transparency you need measurability mm-hmm. but yeah i think then what i can conclude with this part would always uh, would we that there is there is yin and yang for everything right so maybe the the yin is the downfall of certain uh, social uh, structure but the yang would be 
uh, a more educated uh, society uh see uh we we'll, we i think we should come back to this question and go deeper into how this works hmm. but today let's sum it up with what noam chomsky says hmm. where he says that if you want to look at education you have to separate we are living at a very special point of time in history hmm. these 100 years are different from the last 2 lakh years in a way that it has never happened before Mm-hmm. you have to go back 10000 years from industrial revolution so chomsky says that in the last 100 years or 150 years mm. your formal system of education is very good for turning somebody into a dutiful obedient worker that is why the obedient child gets a lot of praise and good marks mm-hmm. even if you don't get good marks but you are an obedient child you will be praised mm. but why are you not praised for asking questions mm. is humanity moving on without people asking questions no but that has sort of the elite have tried to make it their preserve mm. and that's where i agree with the leftist philosophy that if 0.1% of the world is going to be in control ultimately your education system cannot be an happy one mm-hmm. i am really sorry but again i will have to be a little provocative and a little controversial mm. but kedar do you have help working for you at home Yes. Do you have any kind of help that comes? Yeah, sure. So for most people in the US it's a luxury, right? Yeah. Hiring some help, but uh, I have help coming at my home. Hmm. And uh, her salary is not a very significant percentage of your income, right? Hmm. Now do you want her to be obedient? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah. <laughs> okay, and uh, if we look at la- we can have this her or him like just to be yeah yeah <laughs> i mean to my house uh, durga comes mm. and we have a good relationship actually i'm i think she thinks i'm not a bad employer mm-hmm. because uh, i give her uh, days off and all that and try and stick to labor laws not exactly mm. at least on term in terms of minimum wage i can be arrested right now mm-hmm. but i think every second indian would be in jail then mm-hmm. right but uh, that is the same for the 0.1% that is how they look at us but on an even bigger magnitude mm-hmm. you want your maid to be obedient you want her to know a few things which she does repetitively every day mm-hmm. very well for you and gets paid a certain thing and you make a big noise about paying her mm-hmm. but you go and spend twice that amount on eating out mm-hmm. that is how the 0.1% sees kedar you and me and our education beautiful, beautiful. okay Mm-hmm. Yeah that So we have to I mean come to the political aspect of it the academic aspect I'm afraid we have not been able to go into a lot of detail yeah. today Yeah there are a lot of interesting questions but I hope we'll be able to catch up again sometime and maybe involve some uh, other people as well who have unique insights into this question and who are doing some great stuff Yeah certainly certainly I think uh, this is a good note to end this uh, we will uh, obviously there are a lot more things and uh, the whole agenda of having this audio gan is I think to a certain extent successful because there was no real particular uh, prescription which I wanted uh, in this conversation prescription I will never be able to give which is where I have to give closing comments in the name of Henry Mintzberg so a lot of other uh, work that i have copied from mm. in today's discussion and a lot of ideas mm. are from a management professor called Henry Mintzberg everyone should read mm. the rest of it i frankly couldn't get inspired mm. but what you said reminded me of him exactly mm. he refuses to give prescriptions okay and he says that my only work is description and then we can come to an agreement mm. So let's come try and come to an agreement but we'll have to open the thing up before we do. 
no i think uh, we'll we'll just conclude at this point uh, obviously there are a lot of more things to be discussed and as i was mentioning about uh, not having a prescribed or uh, a suggested way of going but uh, this conversation probably will open a lot of more questions for the viewers uh, for the listeners uh so thank you vikram for giving us your time and it was pleasure talking to you hey this was fun let's do this again sometime soon man sure bye so that's it from today's gyan session with vikram galort stay tuned for more gyan on audio gyan next week till then bye <laughs>